0: He's been advisor to presidents Clinton and Trump and now he's here to advise us all. Dick Morris is on 77 WABC. What the volume. I love it.
1: Uh um
2: what am I doing here? <laughs> Hi, this is that Dick Morris. Great. That was Kamala Harris. Cackle. Uh, cackle Harris, followed by <laughs> Joe Biden. What am I doing here? Really? It's the new bumper music for my show. We got
1: tired of the we, Secret um, Agent Man. We,
2: we can't do Secret Agent Man anymore because I'm not exactly it's secret. Secret, yeah. But Joker's to the right, we have a wonderful cackle to play with that. Cackle <laughs> Harris. That was great. I'm here today with Doug DePiro, who you Hello, all know, who's um the world's expert on Some, cars, something motorcycles, women. I don't and, know about women. Um, I don't know anything about jazz. women. Yeah, and art.
1: I have no clue. And I'm where. here
2: also with my good friend from Argentina, Luis Rosales.
1: Yes. Hi, Vic. How are you? Good. I'm very good here. I am Doing a, 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 a having a great experience here with you two, preparing the show, uh, choosing the songs.
2: We'll say a great selection. Luis is a TV star in Argentina, where he does the nightly news. This is the Walter Cronkite of Argentina. That goes back a ways, but yeah.
1: Así es in Spanish. Sí, estoy en la televisión Argentina todas las tardes. I am on Argentinian TV every single afternoon. Yep. Or evening.
2: Yep. So move to Argentina. To He's hear. a really nice guy, too, by the way. Okay. So All right. the major developments in the midterm elections, and uh, it's very clear that Republicans are moving up, moving ahead, and I think en route to victory. So the eye of the tiger, uh, Republicans are are moving up. There was a key development this week. On Thursday, they had a debate in Arizona between Mike Mark Kelly, the current current senator, and Blake Masters, the Republican challenger. And the debate opens with uh, Masters killing him over the border, and saying, "Why did you want to hire eighty-seven thousand IRS agents?" But vote against hiring sixteen thousand border guards. Yeah, right. And he couldn't explain that. But then Kelly threw a big punch on abortion. And he said, You're gonna you know, stop abortions, you're gonna make women suffer, you're going to force them to carry the term, you're going to make criminals out of pregnant women. And uh Masters came back with a masterful <laughs> response, giving us the master key to how to answer these arguments on abortion. He said, well, look, first of all, I favor an exception for rape and incest and life of the mother. And secondly, the Arizona legislature just passed a law saying that abortion would be legal through the first 15 weeks, basically the first trimester. And he said, I support that law, and I would not change it. Even though I'm personally pro-life, I would not, not change that law. And Kelly had nothing else to say. The entire Democratic attack was invested in the idea that he was going to ban abortions. And when Masters said he was not, it completely defanged the argument. Democrats had put all of their eggs in that basket and and Masters just cut a hole in the bottom. And then Masters moved over to the offense and said, you're the extremist on abortion because you want to permit abortion right up to the moment of delivery. And he said, think about what that means, folks. It means we're basically killing live babies. And that that just destroyed uh, Kelly on that. Look, from the beginning of this election, it's followed a very simple schematic. The Republicans opened strong with leads in all the races because of Biden's horrible record on inflation, the border, crime, uh, energy, the whole bit, gas prices. And then the Democrats, reeling in defeat, seized onto the Dobbs decision in June and said the Republicans were going to ban abortion, uh, bring back the year of coach hanger abortions and really gonna hurt, oh God. uh, the women. And the, so then, so basically the Republicans pushed inflation and the Democrats pushed abortion. And uh, the Democrats rose. They got to a point where they were almost even with the Republicans and leading a number of key Senate races, mainly three of them, M.O.W., Masters, Oz, and Walker, Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Georgia, and, uh, and it looked like that we might lose the Senate. Now we're experiencing a major comeback uh, because of the ha- how we handled the abortion issue. We finally figured out how to do it, and Masters did it, and now it's going to spread throughout the country. I spoke to Lee Zeldin the other day, running for governor here, and, uh, he emphasized that he will say that he, even though he's pro-life, that he's not going to change the New York law on abortion. Uh, even though he doesn't like it, he's not going to change it. Once you say that, the Democratic, the Republican, the argument for the Democrats is completely gone. Hmm. You just move to dismiss it because it's dealing with something that's not going to happen. You're not going to change the law. And the court decision simply turns it back over to the states, which can do anything they want with that. So this was uh, an incredible thing and really, I think, set the basis for Republicans winning the Senate.
0: More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Yeah, that's Trump up there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not a secret agent, man. It's Superman. But um, right now, the Senate race is coming down to three key races. Uh, We're already ahead with Ron Johnson in Wisconsin. We're already ahead with J.D. Vance in Ohio. Those are givens. And there are three races, four races really decided. One of them, we basically have won, which is that Laxalt is winning in Nevada. And that was why Trump was in Nevada today, last night, giving a speech. So if you pocket uh, Nevada, we have to keep win two seats, which we're under threat of losing. The Republican seat in Pennsylvania and uh, the, the, the Republican seat in Pennsylvania... And, um, that seat. And then we're looking to pick up two seats, uh, with, in Arizona with Masters defeating Kelly and in, um, Georgia with Walker defeating, uh, Raphael Warnick. So he, the math is this. We, we're, pl- we're going to be plus one. We're going to defend all of our seats in Wisconsin and in, um, In Wisconsin and in uh, Ohio, okay? So that means we're we're, we're fine. We have to not lose Pennsylvania. We have to win Nevada, which we are. And then we have to win Georgia and uh, Arizona, which are questionable. But it boils down to the three key races because Vance is going to be okay in Ohio and Laxalt basically has already won Nevada. It's M-O-W, mow the Democrats down. (laughs) I love it. Masters, Oz, and Walker. Masters in Arizona, Oz in Pennsylvania, and Walker in Georgia. Mow the Democrats down, M-O-W. So y'all have been very interested in the outcome of the Senate. I get a lot of calls on that. People talk about it all the time. But now it's time for some action. These three guys – Masters, Oz, and Walker are all behind in the polls, losing in the polls. If all three of those lose and we win Laxalt, we're still minus one in the Senate, and it's still a Democratic Senate. We have to win all three of those. and If we do, we go from losing the Senate to winning it by two to three votes. So it's Masters, Oz, and Walker. So Stop get, being, don't yeah. be, uh, spectators here. Right. Get your McGroat. credit card out and right. give 25 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks each to Masters, Oz, and Walker. M-O-W. Masters in Arizona, Oz in Pennsylvania, and Walker in Georgia. Uh, Trump had the perfect answer today to the Walker scandal where the, uh, Republicans are being attacked because Walker Paid for an abortion for a woman 13 years ago. It sound, looked like he was a big hypocrite on abortion because he's pro-life now. And then it turned out the woman whose abortion he paid for was, in effect, his common-law wife. Right. He had had a baby with her before, and one of his children. Whose spine is whose mother is the one who had the abortion? So what the hell is wrong with that? Right, it's not I, like she was a locker uh, in a locker room. In fact, it's an act of, of gallantry. you really, yeah, right. to pay for the abortion, and uh, so and Trump said today, "Look, standards have changed. Ten years ago, this might have been fatal. Twenty years ago, it certainly would have been fatal, but now it's not." And I think that's key. And it's a whole lot less fatal than the damage the Democrats are doing to this country. Right. So remember that Get masters the Oz and Walker M O W. And while you're at it, while you got your credit card <laughs> out, while you got here your credit card, here out, it comes by my book, ah! The Return: <laughs> Trump's big 2024 comeback. And you it. can learn all about how Trump is going to win and what's going to happen. And, why he's going to win and all of that. It really is a great book. So it's Mo and me. M-O-W and. Larry Harry. and Curly. Yeah, right. No, <laughs> no, not Larry and Curly. Mo, Masters, Oz, O-Oz, W. Walker, and Dick Morris. Dick Morris. Thank you. Book. So um, book. we will be right back.
0: He's been advisor to Presidents Clinton and Trump. And now. He's here to advise us all Dick Morris is on 77 WABC. I love this We have too much fun here here?
2: Uh, um, what am I doing here? <laughs> I don't mean to count down to election day folks. I mean count down to doomsday and uh the risk of nuclear war. Uh I predicted uh yet on last week's show and before that that and in my book The Return that there would be a Democratic October surprise that they were gonna use to try to stem the Republican tide. And now that inflation is getting worse and abortion is getting better for the Republicans they have to come up with something, and the Democrats have come up with Armageddon. Uh, that's the phrase that Bush used, no, Biden. Biden used, at a speech uh, earlier in the week, oddly enough at the home of Rupert Murdoch's son, which indicates how far left Fox News has gone. And the the whole theme here is that Armageddon is coming. This is the worst moment since the sixty two Cuban Missile Crisis. With John Kennedy, and we are as close to nuclear war as we've ever been, and that's the Biden theme: rally around the president. And this is such a president to rally around. <laughs> but what am I doing? Where am I? Got to hold him up. You heard him, yeah. And we look at Biden and we say, "This is the guy we're sending <laughs> into the ring with Vladimir Putin. Yeah, right. This is our hope. This is our rallying point." You got to be kidding. Right. And it, because, but. I think that people often do rally around the president in the time of serious threat, and that's what we're facing now. But look, let's put this in perspective. First of all, if Russia uses nuclear weapons, it's not going to be most likely a battlefield nuclear weapon that explodes in a big mushroom cloud. Because while that will be effective, obviously, in killing a large number of Ukrainian troops, the fallout's going to be devastating. And the winds generally blow from west to east in the world. That's why it takes half an hour longer to get back from Europe mm. than it takes to go there. And, uh, I think that, and, and Russia will basically be killing its own people. And, uh, the, and that once the ground is irradiated by a nuclear attack, It can't be used, so the Russian army can't occupy it. Uh, It'll basically become uninhabitable territory.
1: So it's a lose-lose.
2: Yeah, lose-lose. And then on top of that, Petraeus uh, gave a very serious answer, General Petraeus, when he said, look, we have the capacity right now to destroy the entire Russian army, Piece by piece, by piece, with conventional weapons. You know how we take out the leaders of Al Qaeda or the terrorist leaders with with bombs. that Bonk, hit their bunker bombs and all. Not that. bunker bombs. Uh, specific, precision-guided oh, oh, yeah, right. munitions uh-huh. that happen to right. blow up the car they're traveling. Right, in. right, right. And you had that literally that car. Nothing Following else.
1: Their, their GPS and their cell phones. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. their directly their GPS.
2: Wow. And we can we can knock out every single tank the Russians have there every piece of artillery, every everything. I mean, we can completely destroy the Red Army, never recover from that, which is a hell of a risk for Putin to take. And then in addition to that, we have the global economic sanctions. Russia will be a pariah state. Nobody will buy its products. Nobody will buy its oil and gas. Europe will put up with a freezing cold winter. We'll ship liquefied natural gas to them, Thank God Trump increased our production of LNG Mm. and doubled it, and it gives us the capacity to relieve Europe during the winter. So that's the chance that Putin has to take, and he's not going to take that. Even if he does, his generals may not obey those orders.
0: You really think that could happen? Uh, Yes, yes,
2: I do. that's important. Well, they could oust him and not obey the orders. And you think that actually could – I said it but again. Yeah, my my friend John Jordan, who is really an expert on Russia, uh-huh. thinks that, and, wow. and I think that. But if, if Putin does use nuclear weapons, it's going to be most likely an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, mm-hmm. that explodes in the atmosphere, an atomic bomb, over the uh, battlefield, and it paralyzes and fries all the circuits, all the computers, all the – uh wiring uh, throughout the whole area and can be throughout the whole country. Uh, But again, uh, but it doesn't kill anyone. It just destroys all all communication and all transportation. Mm -hmm. And people then die of heart attacks and stuff like that. Can't get to the hospital. Can't get to the hospital. Uh Uh, But Ukraine is hardening its circuits. And an EMP use by Russia would have, would be just as devastating to Russia as a battlefield explosion. And it can't only be confined to the battlefield. It'll affect a lot of neighboring countries, including Russia. And it's just not possible to surgically do that aiming only at Ukraine. Hmm. So I regard the possibility of Russia using nuclear weapons as remote. And if they did, it would, have two positive impacts. One would be that it would completely make it impossible for anyone else ever to use nuclear weapons because of what we'll do to Russia if they do it. The wiping out of their army, the destruction of their economy, almost inevitably the toppling of their regime, uh, it's going to be so clear, just like the Ukrainian re- repelling the Russian invasion makes it less likely that China invades Taiwan because the likelihood of a conventional army defeat not nuclear conventional of an invading power is now so great that who can risk that mm. and i think that also it would uh it would clearly demonstrate the impact of emp and we have not had a hardening of our facilities in the us to protect us from the mp it would only cost us about $2 billion. But there's this stupid game going on where the utility companies say, ooh, that's for the government to do. It's not for us to do. We're private. Why should we do it? And then the government says, ooh, let the private <coughs> utilities do it. Don't bail them out with a, with a bailout of money. <coughs> and uh, Trump reversed that, but then Biden unreversed it. Oh, my God. And what we need to do now is to clearly move aggressively – to harden our facilities against the EMP, and uh, that, a lot of tin foil. that will really be a game changer here because uh, nobody will will dare. Do, nobody could do that. We can literally prevent it. By the way, EMP is also the same vulnerability that we have to sunspots uh, when solar flares go out from the sun, which they do periodically. <laughs> there's always that risk that'll set up an EMP on planet earth and we came near to that a couple of years ago but it wasn't quite right. drastic uh-huh. enough to do that so uh but it couldn't any day now it's it's literally a electromagnetic doomsday. pulse EMP right uh-huh. and uh, to protect against both the sun solar flares and enemy action it's important that we do that uh let's go to uh Jerry in Passaic. Hey, Jerry. Hi, it's a pleasure to speak to you again. Thank you. Uh, a couple of things. Number one,
0: what we, what the illegals are doing. Look, just this past week, you had three illegals in Florida. Out of the four, break attempt to break into uh, houses
2: and burglarize them after the after the hurricane. And then you had one idiot over there in yeah. uh, where is it? But Nevada. Get, get to your question, okay? The,
1: well,
0: the thing is. The thing is the, they're, they're telling you that they're, they're, like Trump said, they're not sending their best. These people are just yeah. causing
2: chaos and the well, best clearly thing- clearly, Jerry, there's been an explosion of crime directly related to the illegal immigration, and the Democrats have no answer to that and uh, I think that um, the, that it was so smart of uh, DeSantis to send Abbott to send immigrants to other parts of the country, and particularly in New York, where Adams loves to posture, we're a sanctuary city, and then when somebody sends immigrants here, he goes crazy. Oh, no, I didn't really mean it. I didn't really mean it. Sounds good on paper. Let's go to Sandra in New Jersey. Hi, Sandra.
0: Oh, good afternoon, Dick Morris. It's a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you. Uh, I I wanted to tell you that... um, I'm looking forward to your book event on October 28th. Uh, Lonnie Trump right. is um, right. So I'm I, I speaking negate, at the
2: Women's Republican Club, uh, which right. is at 51st Street and 5th Avenue, between 5th and 6th. Uh, when I'll were you going to tell me about address. that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the exact address. but I've got another speech on October 25th. Um, on uh, on 86th Street on the east side. I'll give you all those addresses when we're close to it. But go ahead, Sandra. But
0: what, I, what I wanted to say was maybe I might get to play the piano at that event. I'm I'm hoping I can play oh, beautiful. a little. You know, yeah, that would be really special. That's but what great. I wanted to ask you is I was very upset when I saw an article in the New York Post about the, the synagogue on the west side yeah. that decided not to have are you there? Yeah, the, uh, and, and and I'm shocked because, first of all... Well, let me explain to me.
2: people what it is. The uh, West Side Republican Club invited me to give a speech on October 25th about my book. And they uh, just located the speech at the American Center for Judaism, which is a Reconstructional Jew uh, in facility. They have conservative, orthodox, and reformed Jews... And to the left of those reforms are called Reconstructionists. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a merger of ethical culture and traditional Judaism, and uh, they scheduled the speech there. And then the society, the organization, the Reconstructionists decided I'm too hot to handle, and they canceled the speech because they didn't want me speaking there. The West Side Republican relocated it to a another facility, also a, a synagogue, uh, on the upper. I think the Upper West Side. I'll give you the address. Uh, But, uh, yeah, and and then there's also the New York Times that won't list me on the bestseller list, even though I've sold more copies than 12 of the 15 books that are listed. And because they don't put me on the bestseller list, it means that no airport bookstore carries my stuff, and therefore it's harder to get it. But I haven't been banned. You can buy your copy at... Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, and I'm closing in on a hundred thousand book sales. So, put oh, me over the top. Sandra, thanks for your call. I I appreciate that. It's Sunday,
0: and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on seventy-seven WABC. Laughter. <laughs> 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 <inaudible> <inaudible> <inaudible>
2: So, uh, <laughs> uh, um, what am I doing here? <laughs> you don't know what you're doing there. So, let me give you the places post for those speeches. Uh, on uh, October 25th, uh, I'll be at 15 West 86th Street at a temple. I forget the name of it. And I think that's at seven. And on October 28th, I'll be at 3 West 51st Street uh at the Manhattan Women's, the, Na- the National Women's Republican Club, but they own the building. Uh I'll give you the info in the Times closer to the event. Um, yeah, so we are witnessing now the buoyant uptick of inflation, and when Biden— spent the money and announced trillions of dollars in new spending, he assured us that this was the dawn of a new era, this would be absolutely nirvana, and everything would be fine. Would
0: you like to
2: Up, up, up away, my so you're flying you're enjoying the inflation <laughs> then the inflation set in with incredibly dire consequences if you're under the age of 40 the inflation doesn't just mean you pay a little more and it's inconvenient it means you can't live your life uh, you can't get married you can't have kids uh, you can't uh, buy a car, much less afford the gas. Mm. You have to still live in mom's or dad's basement. Mm. And uh, it absolutely stops you from living your life. And people are realizing that. Now, the inflation has gotten so bad that the Fed is having to increase interest rates dramatically and quickly, basically a point a month. And it'll be up three points uh, by Christmas. And that means no mortgages, no car loans, no home improvement loans, and none of the jobs that flow from that. So it's going to be an unbelievable crash. Uh, We're talking about an epic crash. The only good news for Biden is it's after the election, the crash. He has the inflation now, the up, up, and away. But the sequel to that will happen after the first of the year.
0: And it's hard,
1: it's hard. It's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard rain they're gonna fall. Oh, what did you see, my blue-eyed son?
0: And what did you see,
2: my darling young one? Saw a newborn baby with wild wolves all around it. The wild wolves around it, by the way, are the uh, pro-lifers who uh, are literally killing newborn babies with wild wolves all around them. But in our context, it's, in, it's the crash after recession. So we're at a stage now where we've just drunk the Kool-Aid and we're high from the Kool-Aid, but we're about to have a crash of a hangover that's going to be horrible we will look back on 2022 as the good year when we just had massive inflation <laughs> and before the crash came god. That, that it'll be the good old days oh my god and 22 and 23 23 and 24 are going to be a massive recession we're talking great depression kind of numbers oh god uh we're talking unemployment moving up into the teens Uh, We're talking about unbelievable crash, totally, totally, completely caused by Joe Biden's crazy spending, uh, where he had an economy that was doing fine and COVID broke out. And Trump masterfully, brilliantly raised spending by a trillion, but no more. And that was enough to cushion the blow. So half of any nobody was laid off. Uh, restaurants closed, businesses closed, but people got paychecks instead because of the PPP, the paycheck protection program mm-hmm. initiated by Trump. Uh, so it was, it was cushioned. And economists now write about how incredible it was that the U.S. did not experience the economic pain that other countries experienced because Trump cushioned that blow. Then he came up with the vaccine that ultimately eliminated the threat of a massive, massive epidemic spreading way beyond what it did. Biden takes over, and the first thing he does is, because he, he has a majority in the Senate, barely, only with the VP, he then passes $1.9 trillion of additional spending. And then last month, <coughs> he adds another... 900 billion of spending to it. Yeah, that's amazing. That's what's that? Three trillion almost, correct? Yeah, none of which we needed. Uh, None of which we needed. And it simply stoked inflation.
1: Yeah, Argentina is a good example of a country which was, used to be rich, very rich, Dick, you know that. And because we started to print money
2: and to grow the the, the public expenses... And what's inflation like in Argentina? 100%. Explain what that means. It means that uh, every single item, every single good, it's going to cost the double at the end of the year. So whatever they charge in January, they'll charge twice as much for the same thing in December. Exactly, in December. And that's that's what this is leading to. And it was simply because of the same disease. The left took over and they printed money like crazy. And uh because they didn't have to back it up with gold or anything, yeah. they were able to get away with it. And it causes this mammoth inflation. And the problem is, as Argentina is about to find out, and we are too, the only cure for inflation is recession. They can dress it up. They can say all kinds of things. But the only cure for inflation is recession. We got inflation like high blood pressure. And it's very high and you can die of it. It can cause a heart attack. So what they do is they bleed you to death. Hmm. They take out all your blood and you die from a lack of but blood. But you don't have high blood but pressure. you don't have high blood pressure ah, anymore because uh-huh. you don't have any blood. Uh-huh. And <laughs> you great. damn near kill the patient. The better metaphor is probably chemotherapy of the cancer. We kill all the cells we can find. We kill the cancer, but we also kill a lot of healthy cells, and we damn near kill you. But we stop just in time and pull out, and you live without the cancer. And you hope that the good cells repair. You hope that the good cells repair, and you hope that they got it right in their timing. But here, we're talking about this major—I mean, imagine a world, an economy, in which you cannot buy a car, you cannot buy a home, therefore you cannot sell a home. You can't make any repairs in your house. You can't take. You can't borrow money for anything, because the interest rates are fifteen or twenty percent, and that's what's coming. That's the hard rains that's gonna, that's going to fall. It's
1: just a failure. It's not an and economy. So
2: when people talk about Trump in twenty twenty four, which I predicted in my book, The Return, he's going to win easily, because this country will be mired in such a depression such an unbelievable unemployment that it'll be as ridiculous to think of the Democrats staying in power as for Herbert Hoover to have been reelected in 1932 instead of FDR.
0: But don't you think there's enough morons that will vote Democrats? No, I mean, no
2: morons are 32% of the vote, the democratic constituents. Really? That's a, that's a yeah. poll you did. Yeah. <laughs> the moron. The, poll? the rest of them are people who are sort of sane. Oh, good. Um, and, uh, So I think that uh, I think that it's unbelievable what's going to happen, and I think that's going to wipe out the Democratic Party when you combine they're losing the Senate this year and losing the House, and then what's going to happen to them in twenty four? And by the way, now we're handicapped because there's a two to one ratio of Democrats to Republicans that are up this year for reelection. You only elect thirty four senators every year, every two years, only a third of the Senate. They have six year terms. And in this year's election we have about twenty three Republicans up for reelection and only about eleven Democrats up for re election. So that's why we're struggling to control to defend twenty one seats. It looks like we've done that, with the possible exception of Oz in Pennsylvania. I think we're gonna pull that off. And then we have to pick up seat, at least one seat to get control. And we probably do that with Laxalt in Nevada. And then we want to pick up Walker in, uh, Georgia and, uh, and, um, Masters in, Blake Masters in Arizona. And that'll give us 53 seats in the Senate, which is breathing room. Uh, but in the next cycle, in 24, the shoes is reversed. There are twice as many Democrats up as Republicans. And we have a lot of seats we should pick up. Cinemas, Joe Manchin, and a whole lot of Democratic seats, which we may pick up. And with a depression, uh, it'll be even worse. And don't think that in this depression, inflation is going away. Because a lot of that inflation is caused by inflation. You uh, in know, the sectors, the energy prices go up. Not because of the economic cycle, uh, but because the greens stop us from producing oil and gas. And with limited supply, even in a recession, you see increases in price. So they call it stagflation. But what it really is is crashflation uh, because we'll continue to have inflation – and then we'll still have depression. And you have this in your book, a lot, of, a lot book. of this. There are, two, there are two forms of inflation, demand pull and cost push. Cost push means the costs go up, like energy costs particularly, and that forces higher prices. Demand pull means there's too much money out there chasing too few goods, and that pulls up prices. Mm. Now, with the depression, you eliminate demand pull. But you don't eliminate cost push. So we'll have inflation and recession at the same time. And recession is a kind word for what's going to happen. So, uh, But for the economy, for our living, this is just going to be a horrible, horrible time. Uh, Rich in Elmwood Park. Hey, Rich.
0: Hey, how you doing? This is going to be the second depression, what Biden's putting us into right now.
2: Yeah, yeah but this is will will be worse. Yeah, but go yeah. ahead. You're talking about a solar flare.
0: You guys were talking about the uh, yeah, EMP solar flares before, and I studied the uh, climate change scam and climate science for eight years, and one of the interesting things I came across was that we had a major EMP in the late 1800s that blew out our telegraph system,
2: yeah.
0: and some but of the lines... Nobody used
2: electricity back then. There were no streetlights. There was no, no appliances, so it didn't matter, right? The telegraph system.
0: The uh, telegraph machines burst into flames. Some of the telegraph offices burned to the ground.
2: Right. And we narrowly escaped the solar flare, uh, I think, seven or eight years ago. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, we're we're really, uh, the EMP would be a disaster. Thank you.
0: radio goldguide.com It's Sunday and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Oh, to
1: the right. Hey Ryan, stuck in the middle with you. I mean, stuck in the middle with you.
2: What am I doing here? <laughs> what are you doing is here? Is there anyone in there? That's a good question. There? Yeah, let's, uh, let's get someone who knows where they are. Yeah. Um, Judith is on the phone from Hi. Brooklyn, my Judith. favorite caller. Hi. Hi.
0: Hello there. I want to tell you something. Last week, you know, listen to this last week, you said something, Dick, that cracked me up. You said, Biden suffers from senility and Kamala Harris suffers from stupidity. Yep. It's like so good. <laughs> That's I that. cracked up. It was really funny. And I said, uh, yeah, I said, I said, you know what?
2: I said, neither of them is curable. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: no, know something laughter happens to be very healthy, but the That's joke right. is on us. Unfortunately, yep. you know, I want to share a cartoon with you that I store. Okay. A little cartoon over here. You've got Biden sitting in the back of a limo that he's being dr- driven. And he's looking at a piece of paper, which apparently is an itinerary for the day. And it goes like this on the top. It says, and he's studying it. He says, President Biden daily schedule. Okay, ten a.m., declare pandemic over. Noon, announce sky is blue. Two p.m., <laughs> declare sun rises in the east. And four p.m., have staff walk it all back.
2: Okay, <laughs> that's cool. Perfect. That's cool, Judith. You know this is Thank radio. You. We can't see the picture, Judith. Yeah, no, but she's she's <laughs> right. Great. She's that's right. Great. So, um, the United States Air Force Academy has changed its course of instruction for new cadets because it's declared that using gender-neutral pronouns is, and I'm quoting now...
1: Oh, my God.
2: ...essential to war-making capability. And it, it literally says oh. that unless you use gender-neutral pronouns, we're not the inclusive force we, we need to be and not diverse... And that this undermines our war fighting capability. Oh my! God. So, among the rules they have is that you know when when airmen or soldiers write, "Dear Mom and Dad," oh, can't do eh, that, can't oh, no. do that. Oh no, Uh-oh. it's got to be "Dear Caregivers" or, or "Dear Parents." Uh, oh, you could say "Parent," no, per- "Parents," oh, yes, in plural. Yes. Oh. Uh, and uh, when a guy writes writes back, you know, "I really miss my girlfriend," eh, uh oh, "I really miss my partner."
1: Goes AWOL. Or
2: I really miss one of the guys. You can do that.
1: My significant other.
2: Yeah, that's right. Oh my god! And uh, and that's all you can do. And the idea is that that is going to make us safer. That's going to be really important. Oh
1: sure. Imagine telling Patton to say that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and and you know, this whole concept of political correctness. Uh, we are experiencing a real shortfall in our military now. Uh, because not because people are enlisting, but because they're being discharged for failing to have the vaccine. No, really, against something that doesn't exist anymore, and um, uh, is in serious threat. And it was certainly not to a twenty-two-year-old healthy young man or woman who could join the military. Right. Uh, and now it's just gone completely, completely crazy. Gary in Staten Island, how are you?
0: Oh, thank you, uh, Mr. Morris. Uh, President Trump on Saturday at a rally repeated his desire for a, uh, a peace negotiation now uh, before we get to uh, World War Three and Armageddon. And uh, Elon Musk as well has joined President Trump uh, in, in pushing forward that idea at the risk of being called uh, a Putin puppet or Neville Chamberlain yeah. appeasers and all that. Where do you stand on all this? Yeah, well, they,
2: they... we certainly, we certainly do need negotiation. Uh, this negotiation would, would of course, be very one sided, because Putin's losing on the battlefield. It, it, literally, his forces are throwing down their weapons and running, and uh, the and he has no possibility of recouping them. The bridge that they just blew out is essential for resupplying his troops and he now has no way to resupply them and really no way to evacuate them so this is a peace negotiation between the victor and the vanquished Hmm. the only thing that putin has in his pocket is the threat of nuclear war and uh with consequences that would be far worse for russia than for ukraine Far worse.
1: But he's sick. Russia would never
2: recover from it. Its economy would be destroyed. I told you, one-third of their economy is oil and gas. And one-half of their government revenues are from oil and gas, not taxation. Half are from oil and gas. So you embargo those. You stop buying his oil and gas, and he's toast. So you might say, why don't India and China step up and buy them? Well, they can't. Because there are not the pipelines to carry them. Ah. Um, so they've got, they'll drown in their own oil and gas, and mm. there's nothing, nobody they can sell it to. Their economy is gone. There are, the other day we were talking to someone in the restaurant who um, comes from uh, Austria. No, what's, last, or, yesterday, last year? Yeah, Austria. I'm forgetting the name of it. Ossetia. 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 Yes. Ossetia. A, a, the province near Georgia that Putin invaded. Years ago, and uh, she said that there is a line, ten miles long, of, of people trying to escape Russia to get into Georgia, and they're losing their brain power. It's a brain drain. Right. Anyone with any intelligence is leaving Russia, and uh, and then he's going to totally destroy it by using nuclear weapons. It's incredible. They
1: are all young men um, escaping from the recruitment, the military recruitment. Just walking away. Yeah, the draft.
2: From the draft. Uh, Andrew in Stanhope, hi.
0: Hey, how's it going? I wanted to say, as far as the uh, Senate race, just real quick, in Pennsylvania, I was working there for Fox 56, and that was before this Petterman had the stroke, and I don't think he was ahead of Oz. very unpopular back then, and now he's even more unpopular, and Oz uh, is, is gaining momentum. So, yeah, it's you know, almost there's like always the laugh.
2: possibility, Andrew, that all the polls are wrong, right. and that the Republicans are way ahead, never were behind, because every indication is that we will have a higher turnout than they will. In Pennsylvania, for example, we've had 500,000. New Republican registrants, okay? People who registered to vote as Republicans. And how many new registrants registered to vote as Democrats? 18,000.
0: A half a million to 18,000. Yeah.
2: And in all the primaries that have taken place, the Republican primaries have outdrawn the Democratic primaries by two to one or more.
0: What's with the polls?
2: Well, the polls, do, even if we assume that they're honest and it's not biased— Polling does a very bad job of determining if somebody's going to vote. All yeah. we can do is ask them. And if they lie and say yes, they're in the sample. So we really have no, we really have no idea, folks, whether the Republican Party is going to win in a massive, humongous, historic landslide or eke out a victory in the Senate by two, one or two or three seats. Wow. But it's my job as a commentator to talk about it in dire terms so that you all remember M-O-W. Get out and Masters, vote. Masters, Oz, and Walker, and send them money. Uh, you, you'll get out and vote, but the important thing is to send small donations to those three, Just so Masters, Oz, and Walker.
1: For their ads
2: and their all, their ads. all they, stuff, these, these guys are sitting, I'm speaking to their campaigns. And I said, you got to run an ad on inflation, and you got to run a rebuttal on abortion. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, we'll do the inflation, but we don't have enough money to do the rebuttal. Well, so I'm go. saying they're killing you. The, every five seconds, there's a Democratic ad-on about how you're going to send women back to the dark ages. you got to answer Who's that. Who's sending them their money, the Democrats? Well, the, the Republican Party has done a lousy job of raising money. Mm. They've wasted the money they've had. So bypass it. Give your money directly to Uh, Masters, Oz, and Walker, Uh, M-O-W. Just go online, enter Masters, enter Oz, enter Walker. The website will come up and send your – there will be a credit card link, and you can send your donation to them. So
0: that's pretty important.
2: Let's go to Ralph in New Jersey. Hey, Ralph.
0: All right. Well, let me get to my point because uh, time is is, uh, slipping away. Uh, the uh, situation with the illegal pouring into New York City right now can be traced back to the reckless, irresponsible, uh, you know, and, and derelict action of Joseph Biden of uh, letting the genie out of the battle with
2: the R- open Ralph, and- I'm sorry, I, I need to interrupt you because we're approaching a hard break. Uh, excuse me for doing that. Um, we talked about gender pronouns. And we usually introduce it with a song. And this song, which Doug and our friend Kevin, who's the producer here, came up with, is just too good not to play. Lola walks like a woman and talks like a man. man. Isn't that a great song? It was my
1: idea to get Kevin... To give me his idea. Yeah,
2: that's right. right. (laughs) So it's really me. Yep.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Kevin.
2: Yep. So we talked in the show about the Senate races and M.O.W., Masters, Oz, and Walker. Those are the three key seats. Send money to them. S.O.S., urgent. Uh, We talked about the danger of nuclear war and why Russia probably won't do it. But even so, Biden is hyping the talk that they will so that he can get people to rally around the flag and forget about inflation. And then we talked about how inflation was making us feel good up, up, and away in my beautiful balloon. And then the only way to deal with inflation is a massive recession and crash and depression, which is what's coming. And then we talked about the absurdity of telling cadets in the Air Force – you can't write a letter home to dear mom and dad. You can't miss your girlfriend. You need to use gender-inclusive terminology. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, thank you, folks. To get
0: happy
1: after all of this. Go yeah, watch Abbott right. and Costello.
2: Yeah, well, you'll get happy on Election Day. We'll yeah, take right. Congress. Right. Uh, I, I personally believe that and damn near guarantee that's it. That's so great. Thank but you, Mr. Morris. Make sure you give them money. Thank My you. My honor.